how's it going everybody? Welcome back to Renaissance Man. I'm your host Rob Fishbeck. Definitely went up way earlier today than I had planned to do. Um, usually, well, you know, full disclosure, basically uh, starting last week I did a late Sunday night show and thought, you know, that's actually something that we could probably do on the regular. That being said, today wanted to go up early for multiple reasons, one of which I would like to make it to the gym because I have some stuff to do later on this afternoon in order to prep for this evening. So anyways, that and then the second reason was is last week uh, didn't end up going live until like really late, which was fine, but tonight I'm just not feeling it to do that. So I decided to go up earlier. And then the third reason is basically Everybody this morning, uh, the the Kong, the Godzilla Kong trailer dropped, and I wanted to cover it because my take is going to be a little bit different than everybody else's, mostly because I am a big fan of the 1998 Matthew Broderick version of Godzilla, and not so much some of the others, but we'll talk all about that. Also, I want to cover today... Um, you know, once again, usually Tuesday nights is, you know, the Renaissance man, like we talk about all kinds of stuff, right? From DIY home repairs to uh, life stories to entertainment news to politics. But, and then I do the WandaVision reviews at three o'clock in the morning, Thursday going into Friday, et cetera, et cetera. And then I did music last Sunday. That'll probably still kind of be the normal format of the program, but Today, there is enough stuff that I found that I wanted to cover, so that's what we're going to do. Um, the Miami Heat is going to be using COVID-sniffing dogs to let fans attend their games. We're going to talk about that. And then Joe Biden, for a dude that's not even been in the White House for five full days, he is fucking slaying it. He is slaying it hardcore, and I'm here for it, 100%. So I probably look a little disheveled today, didn't really wake up until a couple hours ago. I was up uh, very, very, very late writing last night because uh, songs ain't going to write themselves and your career is not going to forge itself. So you've got to do the work. And like I said, I planned on going to the gym. So full disclosure, have not showered or any of that kind of stuff yet today. Uh, I still have bed hair, but is what it is. So let's get right down to it and start covering uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm going to start with this. The trailer itself was cool. It looked like a video game trailer. The movie, I'm sure, and if you have a decent sized television, okay, I'm sure it's going to be enjoyable. Here's the thing. This is my take, and please feel free to, if you're watching this, to get into the comments and start up a conversation, stir the pot a little bit, no matter where you stand with all of it. This is my quick 30-second breakdown. As a child, I saw the 1933 uh, version of King Kong, right? Everybody's seen it. I saw the 79 version with Jeff Bridges. Okay, great movie. And um, I'm blanking on her name, blanking on her name. She was an American Horror Story. Jessica Lange, Jessica Lange, Jessica Lange. And then in 2005, opening night, me and my dad went and saw the Peter Jackson version of King Kong. Solid movies. I saw a few of the old Godzillas and the, and the, the Godzilla versus whomever, right? On American Movie Classics, 
when they used to play old movies, this was back in the early 2000s before they basically just started playing movies from the 80s and the 90s. When they used to play movies mostly from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, that's kind of how I saw those was on television. They were fine. You know, they were dated then, right? But when I was in, let's see, it would have been second grade, that is when the version of Godzilla came out, the one with Matthew Broderick, right? And I have learned in recent years, people love to shit all over that movie. And I rewatched it about five years ago. Don't get me wrong. It's not the greatest movie ever made, but it's highly entertaining. I thought it was a great movie. And they set it up at the end for Godzilla with all those eggs that started hatching for the sequel. And I remember being eight years old screaming at the TV going, when are they going to make another one? Because right around that time is when we got, you know, the Lost World Jurassic Park, like the follow-up to Jurassic Park. So I'm like, well, they got to make a sequel. They got to. And they never did. And I don't know why. I've never done the research to find out exactly why they never did. But bottom line is they didn't. And it sucks. Because I thought that movie was really, really, really good. And I'll still stand by it. It's a solid film. um, One that I like. So I say all that to say this. In 2014, we got the new version of Godzilla. I did not see it in the theater, but I watched it when it came out on digital. And was like, okay, this is very different than the 98 version. But, oh yeah, John Gitben says the toys for that movie were pretty sick. I'm so mad I don't have it anymore. But I had like a, it was like half plastic, half plush Godzilla doll from that movie that was like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe like 12 or 14 inches like tall. It was pretty cool. Maybe a little bigger than that. Maybe like 16 inches. But um, anyways, to go back to what I was saying. The 2000... And I watched it. And I was like, this is fine. This It's fine. You know, it's not it's not the best. But it's fine. Um, and then they came out with Kong Skull Island. 11 years after Peter Jackson's version of King Kong, which was a pretty much scene-for-scene remake of the original, just an hour and a half longer because Peter Jackson can't make a movie under two hours, which is fine. All that being said, Kong Skull Island, once again, just like the 2014 version of Godzilla, just like the 2019 sequel, Godzilla King of the Monsters, they always get a good cast. But they get caught up in the plots of the human characters. Nobody get. That's what I loved about the 98 version of Godzilla. There was a little bit of a subplot plot with, you know, Gene Reno's character and Matthew Broderick and the... I'm blanking on her name, but the reporter. And they used to be together and it was this whole thing. But it was... It was cheesy and very underscored because all anybody wanted to do was watch Godzilla fucking blow up New York City. Like, that's that's all I wanted to watch, was Godzilla be Godzilla, destroy shit, people are firing rockets at it, not doing anything, right? That's, that's what's great about it. So, here comes Kong Skull Island, which is like, all right, are they making like a whole trilogy with Kong? You know, this is like part one, this is interesting, right? You've got you know, Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson's in it. I mean, pretty much all sorts of MCU ca- uh, characters, right? Um, Tom Hilson. It's fine. 
it was a it was a cool movie because you got what you didn't get with the, the Peter Jackson film. It was very much an homage to the original, and on top of it, it was a Peter Jackson film. Whereas in this movie, you got a little bit more action faster. It was though it took place you know a while ago. It uh, it it sped up pretty quickly. It 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 moved it moved along, and the the, the action was decent. But once again, it was fine. And I guarantee you, if you, you know, just in Los Angeles, California alone, there are a million screenplays in people's dressers, on their laptops, on external hard drives, or on their desk that are about large monsters that are original, more creative, and haven't been done 30,000 times. So I'm all about that. It's like, Oh, they're just ripping off Godzilla. It's like, what if they came out with some other cool characters that were 40 feet tall or, you know, the size of a school bus, you know, and they just, they made up, like, come up with original ideas instead of retreading the same thing over and over and over again. I guess that's kind of where I'm at with all of it. And then it was the same thing with the 2019 uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. It was fine. It was a fine movie. You know, it wasn't. I guess I guess that's where I'm at with it. Now, I don't know about I don't know about you all, but basically where I'm at with it is this. You've got, you know, I call it the gold standard. You know, you've got the 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 Nolan trilogy with Batman and you've got the MCU, okay? Um not the recent Star Wars franchise, but you know, the the original. You've got these kind of these like gold standards in cinema where you get action and adventure and all this kind of stuff and stuff blows up and stuff goes boom, right? And it's done well in a way that it sells tickets, it gets asses in seats, people buy popcorn, people want to go watch it. But then at the same time, the film itself is good enough to stand on its own in terms of, you know, critics love it. And, you know, it wins maybe some visual effects awards at the Oscars, right? So these movies, to me, are not that. They're good, but they're not good enough to kind of go, hey, what we're doing, all the time and energy and the franchise properties and this timeline of sequels that we have, it's not good enough, to me, to warrant all of that stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Warner Brothers is doing the same thing with the DCEU. They just keep dropping the fucking ball. But at least with this, okay, you have all... They've already made three movies, and this is the fourth one, and now we're going to see them fight one another, right? I'm excited to watch it. I'll probably, you know, it's one of those you have like, you know couple of puffs of weed or something and you watch at midnight with a bowl of popcorn and it's like oh this is fun but it's not going to be a it's not going to be a movie that I'm going to be talking about a week later where you would with a lot of these other like big franchises that actually have um you know enough depth and enough story and enough character development where and or easter eggs where you're going it's going to be a water cooler kind of kind of movie right but then again, at the exact same time, what I was saying earlier is no, I don't care to watch the subplots with the humans. I just want to watch a two-hour movie where they're fighting each other. 
and the army's firing missiles and rockets and boom, 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 boom. And, you know, that's what I want to watch is basically a video game movie. And that's what this, that's what this looks like. So am I excited about it? Of course. Am I going to watch it? Of course. Do I think based on some of the other people that I've seen cover this movie today, it warrants like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this movie. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. No, I'm not. And I think I've stated why, but to end this conversation, my final thought is basically no, because they could have put more work into this franchise even though i said nobody cares about the human plots and all you want to watch is them to go at it if they got it to be where they maybe had a few human characters that were in all the movies and kind of cross-threaded this cross-threaded that that okay now you can develop character plot and a story arc and then just like we see with the avengers you know the first one it's a lot you know there's some action in it but it's a lot of story Second one, there's a little more action in it. Story. But by the time you get to Infinity War and Endgame, it's like, yeah, the story's good, but it's the spectacle. That's what it, like, you want to see all those people on screen, you know, fighting Thanos, right? And it's the same thing with this. So we've gotten our exposition. Now we're going to get our payoff. But in my opinion, it's just not where we're at with movie franchises. It's just not there. So... I'm not saying reboot it because we don't need any more. I think this will be the best out of all the ones we've gotten so far. And that's really all I've got to say about it. So let me know if you're live. Uh, if you're watching live, throw it in the chat. If you're watching after the fact, you can just put it in the comments. And uh, disagree with me. Shit on me. That's fine. Uh, also, by the way, Team Godzilla, 100%. I, I've been hearing everybody's like Team Kong. No, I want to watch Godzilla breathe fire and and singe all of Kong's hair or fur, whatever you call it. Godzilla all day. I mean, it's not even a fair fight. So that's all I got to say about that. We're going to move forward. Okay. I'm going to check in the chat real quick why Toho hated it. They wouldn't allow it. They rebranded the movie as Zilla and used that monster in one of their movies as a villain for the real Godzilla. The movie they're both in is Godzilla Final Wars. Godzilla is the longest running film franchise with 36 movies, 32 if you only count the Japanese films. Bond compare to compare has 25 films. Lego. All right. You, you, are, you should be an award-winning moderator. Holy smokes. The knowledge there. I honestly thought James Bond was the longest-running franchise. I, re I truly did. But that's interesting. It's also interesting. I understand the 98 version of Godzilla is nothing like any of the other ones. I understand. It's just maybe it's the nostalgia. Maybe it's the age I was at the time when I got into it. I just I thought it was a solid 90s action movie. But we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about this. So, basketball. I love basketball. I don't love COVID. None of us love COVID. None of us like COVID. We all hate COVID. But a lot of people love basketball. I say all that to say this. I woke up this morning and was reading an article on Twitter that was saying that the Miami Heat is going to be using COVID-sniffing dogs to bring fans into their stadium starting this week. And I'm like, what the fuck 
is wrong with these people? What the fuck is wrong with them? We are, realistically, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not Dr. Fauci, I'm just some guy. But, realistically, in six, seven, eight months, people can return to the stadium safely with no COVID-sniffing dogs. They can return to the stadiums safely. I don't think it's going to be April. I realistically think in June we might be able to have movie theaters at half capacity. And when I say half capacity, I mean it's safe to be at half capacity. As in, if the theater holds 150 seats, you can sell out 75 of them and the people that are in there are safe. It's not It's not scary like it, it has been the last six months. If and when anybody's gone to the movie theater and there's three other people in there, you're still kind of scared, right? There's the fear aspect. To me... In about six months, people will be able to return to stadiums at half capacity safely without a lot of fear, without trepidation, right? But Florida's Florida, and if you live in Florida, no offense, don't take this the wrong way, but they've been doing whatever the fuck they've been wanting to do for months anyways. So does this surprise me? No. But their first game... Um, against the LA Clippers that is on Thursday is these they got they got these COVID sniffing dogs and when I say fans based on what I read I checked a couple of sources it's mostly friends and family members of people that work for the Miami Heat or play for the Miami Heat it's not specifically you know it's not like Rob Fishback's gonna just be able to walk right in there and go. But that being said, um, if you're a season ticket holder, apparently you're also eligible. So there will be some kind of, you know, some people that are not associated with the team that will be let in. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this. It just bothers me because just like a lot of other things, we're in the third act. We started the third act of this of this movie, of this terrible last year or so. And we know there's going to be an end. So now it's just about patience and biding time and we'll get there. But just like a lot of other things, money is what makes the world go around. So they need to make money. I get it. They want to have people in the stands to show, right? Just not, just not a fan of it. And like Lego says, those poor puppies... Florida, gonna Florida. And it's ridiculous. So they've got, apparently in Dubai, at, an, at these airports in Dubai, they've been doing this for months now. They've had these, they've trained these COVID sniffing dogs to sniff people that have COVID. How all that works, I have not the foggiest idea. I'd love to bring an expert on the show and ask uh, once we kind of build this channel up a little bit, because otherwise I just sound like some, who the fuck is this guy? Why would I go on your show? But COVID sniffing dogs... Really? Like, really, Miami Heat? Six months. Six fucking months. This is, it's not hard. But people have no patience. Also, people thought that, oh, I'm going to flip a page on the calendar January 1st and the whole world is going to change. And it's like, no, no, it's not. We'll get there. But patience is key. So, I don't know what you guys think about this. It's just, I don't know, probably the same that can smell a seizure. A seizure coming says Matt. Yeah, it's it just it 
I read it and it made me angry. Um, only like not like visibly angry, but only because it's it's Florida doing what Florida does, and it's this whole. Now you're going to have COVID sniffing dogs sniffing out people that may or may not have COVID. And I don't know if, I just don't see it. I can see it working. I just don't see why. I don't understand why. I guess that's my question. So let me know. Like I said, if you're live, throw it in the chat. If you're here after the fact, throw it in the comment section. Would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. I'm going to move on. I'm going to quickly cover something that somebody else covered already today. Jim Carrey versus Adam Sandler. Would love to know your guys' thoughts. Who's better? Who's funnier? Who's made better movies? That's what I'm here for. That's what I want to know. Me personally, I will die on the hill that Adam Sandler is far superior than Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's done some great dramatic roles, don't get me wrong. And so, and we've talked about Jim Carrey on the show before. Some of his early films I thought were very good. But Adam Sandler has had a career that most comedians have not been able to achieve. You know, he had Saturday Night Live. He's also a musician, which helps. And then he just did all of these comedies in the 90s, similar to Carrie, that carried into the 2000s, similar to Carrie. But now we've seen him do movies for money, as in Huey Halloween and all these garbage Netflix films that are for families that are turning on new generations to his his brand of comedy that to the rest of us are all worn out, tired, and tried that we've seen a thousand times. But he's also doing dramatic roles um, unlike uh, anybody else. And to me, that is why Adam's, like, I truly believe in the next five years he's going to put out some movies that may or may not win him an Academy Award. I truly believe that. I think he's the better actor at the end of the day. And he's figured it out. Make money doing broad, you know, just broad stroke comedies that get put on Netflix that are fine on a good day and terrible on a normal day. And then do a movie like Uncut Gems every other year that reminds everybody, hey, this guy can act. This guy can act like Robin Williams level, the, the, the drama and the comedy at the same time. So let's see. What are you guys thinking? As a stand-up, Carrie is funnier to me, but movie-wise, I like Sandler better, says Matt. I agree. Jim Carrey, I think... Uh, Adam's, what makes Adam Sandler stand-up funny is the songs that he does. But the actual stand-up itself is fine. C- Carrie's stand-up is great. I agree with that. I'm talking more career as a whole. Like, well-rounded. It's, just, it's the way I talk about music. Well-rounded. How, you know, all the facets of it, right? That's what makes it great or not great, right? So, Lego says, hmm, I think a lot more of Carrie... Hmm, hmm, I think I like, like a lot more of Carrie's work... But I like them pretty equally. But Carrie had the Truman Show. Cough, cough. I know. And Lego, we'll have to talk later. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this show and your contributions to it, which have been phenomenal. But I think that I think I may rewatch the Truman Show, and that may be how we start rating things based on some of the comments that I saw in the last video. We may start just rating things instead of one to ten. 1 to 10 Trumans, or 1 to 5 Trumans, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, 
it's a really good idea. John Bent says, grew up watching both. This is actually a really hard one. Matt says, Punch Drunk Love was awesome. I know it was. You know what was also awesome? Spanglish. Spanglish is a very, very good movie, and it's very underrated. I've seen it twice. It's a solid film. So, all right. So, anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. Once again, let me know what you guys think. Personally, I would pick Sandler, but that's just me. The last story I'd like to cover is Joe Biden. Uh, you know, I, so we're going to have a little story time. All right. So one of my best friends is getting married in three weeks and he's having a wedding that has X amount of people at it. I'm not going to throw them under the bus on air, but it's too many people for me. I'm supposed to stand up in the wedding, you know, got fitted for the, for the suit, the tux, the whole shebang. Been one of my best friends for the better part of 15 years. Uh, Fucking love the guy to death. I had to call him last week and say, Bud, I can't come to your wedding. Can't stand up in your wedding. I don't feel safe. It is what it is. You know, they got engaged about six months ago and wanted to get married now. So he totally understood. But, you know, it's two hours from here. Uh, I just, I couldn't do it. I, I just, I don't. You know, if they were getting married in May, it would be a completely different conversation. But right now, the way the numbers are, it's just not, it's, it's worse now. It's worse now than it's ever been. The last, the last six weeks, it's been worse now than even at the very start of this. So it's just not news anymore. It's not shocking. And the sad part is we're so numb. It's not shocking to hear that 3,000 people died or 2,000 people, 2,000 people died yesterday or whatever the number is. Because we're so used to it at this point. It's been 300 plus days. Whereas back in March, you know, you heard 400 people died in a day from COVID and you're going, whoa, you know, this is so scary that it's the end of the world, right? It still may be the end of the world, especially with these new strains that are coming out. And I keep up with the news pretty, pretty well. But I say all that to say this. So one of my other best friends, so Rob is going to be getting all his friends married off this year, which is... That like my my tight like my five six real close guy friends. Uh, one got married last year. One got married the year before, and three of them are getting married this year. And the other one's single. He lives in L.A., so he's not engaged. So I don't have to worry about it. But like I said, I'm I have to pass on the one wedding. Uh, another buddy of mine's getting married in July, and then another buddy of mine's getting married in October. So I'm gonna read the chat real quick, and then we're gonna pick the story back up. Uh, LOL. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about Truman later. I've had some Sandler lows and lower, but I'm still on the fence here. Congrats. Yeah, that sucks, but you got to do what you got to do. The death of one is a tragedy. The death of a million is a statistic said by a terrible man, but it's not wrong. True. So I say all that to say this. So Billy, if you're watching this on the replay, once again, I'm honored to be part of this, this wedding in October. Um, he uh, and he texted our, our group about a week or two ago and said, you know, you guys all want to come by my house, you know, on this day, this Saturday, it was January 23rd. I've got something I want to talk to you guys about. I, I mean, I knew obviously why he was calling us all over there, kind of an Avengers Assemble situation. So I knew the crew that was going over there. And despite everything that's going on, I was like, I can go over there for a little bit. It'll be fine. It'll be safe. Um, you know, we're all spread out. I wasn't hugging anybody, but, 
Um, anyways, so I went over there yesterday at about five, and then I uh, I got home at like eleven, eleven thirty last night. Hung out for a bit. It was really nice to see people, at least be in the same room with them, right? And it's so wild because other than there is like maybe seven people there, seven or eight people there. Only three of them I've seen in the last 10, 10 and a half months. The rest of them I've not seen. The last time we all saw each other was at a uh, St. Patrick's Day. It was two weeks before St. Patrick's Day. So be- about a week before we went into lockdown, there was a big uh, uh, happening, big party. Thout, like hundreds, if not thousands of people were there. We were all there. I don't like going to those because I'm not a big, I don't like getting drunk with a bunch of people when it's cold out. But uh, I hadn't seen some of my friends in a bit, so I went, stayed for about two hours. But that was the last time I saw a lot of these, a lot of these guys. So, and I mean, we've seen each other on Zoom and, and phone calls and stuff, but that's been about it. And my one buddy, uh, uh, him and his wife had a baby just like six weeks ago. And I, you know, had, like I said, I didn't even get to see them while she was pregnant because of COVID. So I say all that to say this. So we, we all saw each other last night. And of course, politics got brought up because with me and my friends, that's not something that we shy away from, especially because we're all, well, all sitting, fuck you, you're a fucking idiot, blah, 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 blah. That's how we all talk to one another, which is fine. We have, I'm one of the more intellectual people in the group. Uh, we'll sit and just shit on each other and like, you're, you're a moron, you're an idiot. Oh, go fuck yourself. Because me and my friends, it's, it's kind of split. Like about half the people are you know, on one side of the fence and the other half around the other side, though I would also say half out of everybody, like I'm here with one of me and one of my buddies are here. Two of my, our buddies are on this side and kind of everybody else is in the middle, though they kind of side one way or the other. And it's interesting because we started talking about politics last night, right? Pretty much right out of the gate, especially after they had a couple of drinks. I didn't drink, but especially after they had a couple of drinks. And I hear, can you believe Biden cut off the, the pipeline? And it's like, gas is going to go, gas is going to be $5 a gallon again. And I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I have not, I, I know, I saw it happen on the news. I've not had the time to read into the situation. So I really don't want to weigh in on it and defend him or go, yeah, I don't know why he did that either until I'm read and uh, well-read on the entire situation. That's why we've not had the vaccine episode. I'm still doing research to give you guys a um, interesting conversation that we'll have about the vaccines. Uh, just bringing in facts and fiction and everything else. I want to be well-researched on it before we talk about it. So with this situation, it's like, I don't know enough because I've been busy the last few days, but I said, listen, that guy got into office and within the first day signed 17 executive orders. Joe Biden's not even pre- been president a week and he's done more in five days than most presidents do in four years, let alone eight years. And I just want to say that do I was Joe Biden my first, second, third, fourth, or fifth pick for president? Absolutely not. Between him and Trump, who did I pick? Joe Biden all fucking day, not even a contest, not even the thought went through my mind. All that being said, time will tell how he continues to pan out. You know, it's not even been a week. We don't know what's going to happen with this second impeachment trial. And there's a lot of other things at play that we really don't know 
what's going on. But I just wrote this down on my notepad. Joe Biden slaying it. Congratulations, Joe Biden. You're doing things. Once again, time will tell. But in the last few days, he's been slaying it. You know, they said, uh, I read an article this morning about this $1.9 trillion, you know, bailout thing. Supposedly, we're going to get the other $1,400 out of the stimulus, the $2,000 proposed stimulus check, and you know, within the next um, two months. And it's got to happen. You know, I've seen gas. Gas around here has gone up about 40, 50 cents a gallon just in the since the election. But I'm all about cheap gas, but I'm also all about we need to get the fuck away from oil. I don't want to spend $5 a gallon on gasoline until we figure all that out. So it'd be great to keep gas low. But while we figure out how to make electric cars affordable, make cars that run on water, you know, it also comes down to the fucking lobbyists in Washington and the fact that most politicians got deals with the oil industries and it's all a bunch of fucking bureaucratic bullshit and all those people need to fucking go. Nancy Pelosi needs to go. Mitch McConnell needs to go. And so do the fucking rest of them. They all, they all got to go. They're all terrible people as far as I'm concerned. Politics, you know, uh, doesn't matter what side of the line you stand on politically. I just think they're, they all suck. But it would be great. I guarantee, you know, cars that run on water... It's doable. I know it's doable. But why the fuck would they do that? Because, you know, it, anyways, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent. I just wanted to say I think Joe Biden's doing the best he can do right now. And uh, I think he's slaying it. I truly think if he stays on the road that he's on, he can do, he can really kind of be this generation's FDR. You know, um, just getting us together, getting us out of some shit, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen with all these Trumpers. Trump's been quiet the last five days, but it's like I told my sister on the phone the other day. They're plotting. I'm telling you right now. You think Donald Trump's just sitting around not doing anything? No. That guy's all about power, control, and ego. Him and Rudy Giuliani and whoever the fuck else, they're all plotting. And within the next week or two, they're going to come out with something. What that's going to be, I have no idea. But I know Trump well enough to know he's plotting something. You know, he's going to... And it's like I told my sister, I said, you got to understand something. The dude's going to have to start his own phone company. You know, you got AT&T, Sprint, right? Verizon. He's going to have to... He's going to have to start his own phone company so that his people can buy his phones because Apple and Android are not letting these fucking apps in their app store. He's going to have to start his own internet website with his own broadcasting stuff. As long as it doesn't mess up with the FCC regulations, right? That's how ostracized he's become by, you know, kind of the mainstream uh, world. Because of what's just what's going on these last three months. But mark my words, I believe he will do it. I believe he will try it. Uh, whether it's a, su- a success or a failure, I don't know. But I'm telling you, I, I could see in a month him starting his own phone company so that people, all the Trump people can buy his phones and be on his phone services and he'll launch satellites into outer space and then they can all start these applications where they just talk about, 
you know, dumb shit because they're dumb fucking people. And I'm saying it. And if you watch this show and you're a big fan of Donald Trump, don't watch my show because you're not going to like what I have to say most of the time. I'm not, uh, you know, yeah, I'm trying to make it an entertainment, but I'm, I'm unlike some other people who are going to be a little more polite about it. You know, these fucking, these Trumpers at this, at this stage of the game, it's like, I, I had to have a conversation with, uh, a couple of people a few months ago and I'm like, you know, if we're going to continue to be friends and we're going to continue to have this, we cannot talk about politics ever because of the way things are. But I've had, I've, I'm still getting messages from people that I know on messenger sending me links. Oh, you know, did you see this about Biden or did you see, you know, the Chinese virus and you know, watch what Trump's going to do next week and all oh, big stuff's coming. We got all this stuff on the liberals and it's like, COVID's a hoax. COVID's a hoax. I'm done. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, if, if people want to have a civil war, fine. Fine. I'll fucking throw down. I mean, because it, it, that's where we're going with this. Because these people are so fucking dumb. It's like, leave. Leave. Every, all you, you know, George Carlin had this great bit like 25 years ago. We talked about, you know, you should put, take this group of people. I forget the whole bit, but like take this group of people and put them in Montana and then take all these people and, and put them in Arkansas and take, you know, blah, 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 blah. You can go look the bit up. Um, you know, maybe that's what we should do because I don't want to see these people in the stores. I don't want to hear about them on Facebook. I just, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, and I'm more into social justice stuff, far more than I am like foreign trade policy, though I, you know, read up on that and, and kind of, you know, the more boring side of politics. But at the end of the day, we're more divided now than we've ever been. And I'm sure they're thinking, fuck Rob, he's an idiot. He believes this crap and he believes this crap. They're thinking the same thing I am. And it's just gotten to the point where it's like, I just don't want to be in contact with, you know, these folks anymore. It sucks. And they probably don't want to be in contact with me. You know, I mean, I have a buddy that's a cop. And, uh, you know, we don't talk about it because he knows how I feel. And I know, you know, you know how he feels. But he's not an asshole. He's not a bad person. He's a great guy. It's just at the end of the day when it comes to voting on a paper because he wants, you know, to, to, to you know, I, it's not a Trumper, but with, with stuff, it, you guys get what I'm saying. It's just, it sucks. It just sucks. It's like, you know, and who the fuck wants to be a cop now? Who? You know, but once again, if we can start reforming things over the next 10 to 15 to 20 years, hopefully we can get uh, more people that have, you know, uh, degrees in 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 uh, psychology and stuff in the police force that'll help, right? So that's a conversation for a different day. But I'm gonna look in the chat real quick, and then we're gonna be getting out of here in a few. Uh, John Bent says it seems like he's trying to undo just as many things as he's trying to do. This administration hasn't it worked has its work cut out for them to sh for sure. Exactly, and that's and that's the truth. That is 100% the truth. You know, and I'll be completely honest with you, there are a handful of things that I liked that Trump did when he first got into office. And that's the truth. But 
Because I was not a huge fan of Obama. I, you know, I, I sat there and I listened to it and I'm like, you're never going to pull this off. You're, all these promises you're making, you're never going to be able to pull them off. And sure enough, you know, the health care bill that got passed was a fraction of what the original bill was. And the only good thing about it was that people could stay on their parents' insurance until they were 26. Everything else, just if people that had good insurance, it just fucked them because they had to pay more uh, to get the same insurance that they were getting. There were a lot of problems with it. But we were also in a different world at the time. And, you know, Trump got in there and he did a few things and, you know, gas did go down. And it's like, hey, I'm all about that shit. But, obviously, the bad, it's not a outweighs the good, it's a crushes the good. And so Biden's in there and, yeah, to, to John's point, he's having to undo everything as much as he's trying to move forward and create new plans and new things, right? So uh, Trump Mobile laughing my ass off says, Matt, that is fucking great. That is great. I know a few police officers are cruel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is that, you know, I'll end with this. This is, this is my little soapbox moment. You know, Obama was trying to sell one of his new books. And he was on TV doing an interview and he was talking about, they, they said the defund the police thing. And he kind of went off on this tangent about, you know, how it wasn't a great slogan, yada, yada, yada. I say defund the police. You guys know what I'm, you guys know what I mean. Do I think it's the best slogan out there? Probably not. But at this stage of the game, most people know what that phrase means. You know, it's got nothing. It's not a slight against the cops. It's a slight against the fact that the, the, the town of uh, 27,000 people that I grew up in that had 19,000 people in that town when I was growing up has a fucking helicopter. They're, the police force has a helicopter. For fucking what? Like, what do you need that for? And it's like, okay, I understand medical stuff, right? But the hospitals, like, that's a different thing. This is just, Right? I know there, there are municipalities that have fucking tanks. And what the fuck do you need that for? You don't. That's why you call the National Guard. Okay? There, you know, municipalities do not need to be having these things. And, and a really good friend of mine who's a federal probation officer told me, he goes, they do that because they want to show their balls. And I know that that's a phrase that might might be off color to some people, but... I'm just going to say, and he goes, they want to show their balls. And it's like, that makes sense. Do I find, do I think it's right? Do I think it needs to be changed? I don't think it's right. And I think it needs to be changed. I understand why they do it though. Right. And even though you understand why they do it, doesn't make it right. doesn't mean that they should. So it's interesting. It's an interesting situation. Biden's got a fucking, uh, he's got a mountain to climb, you know, and it's, it's interesting because you know, Obama did as well when he got in there because we were in the midst of the financial crisis, right? That wasn't all of Bush's fault. Clinton did not, Clinton did not help, you know, Clinton was part of the reason that all that shit went down as well, you know? And it's just like, the further we progress in time, it's like, oh, I thought so-and-so was a decent president. And you look back in 10 years and you're like, man, they were, they were terrible because they did this. And then 10 years later, it came back to fuck us and bite us in the ass. So... I don't know. 
I, I don't have an answer, but this is a great place. This is a great forum, I think, for us to kind of cover everything. The show is called Renaissance Man because, you know, uh, we talk about everything here. And that's kind of the whole point. So let me know what you guys think in the live chat, in the comments afterwards. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get to the gym and I'm going to work out. Uh, I know a lot of people here are fans of the World Girls, and they're going live later tonight, so I'll see you guys over there. Um, but thank you for joining me, and we'll be back. Definitely, we'll be back on Tuesday. I don't know if we'll be back before that. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing. An, I'm supposed to be interviewing uh, an actor friend of mine this week, so we'll see what day. I think he wanted to do Friday or Saturday, but we'll see what time, and I'll let everybody know. Keep you all posted. Till then, don't forget to fluff your pillows. Don't flush your pillows. Thank you guys so much.